hello and welcome back to Virtually Legal. I hope you enjoyed our last episode on effective networking online. Um, I'm Abby. And I'm Molly. And today we have our second guest of the series, George Maxwell. Up until recently, he's headed up the global strategy of Lawyer Up and founded Scholar Up. But I'll pass you on to George to introduce himself better. Nice to be with you, Molly and Abby. Um, So I'm a third year PPEist going into my fourth year at the University of Warwick. And I'm an aspiring solicitor, but like most undergrads, I'm not set on the industry I'm going to go into. Oh, that's so funny. My dad really wanted me to do PPE and then become prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that something was like that, his goal for me. It's something that, yeah, you get when you're a PPEist. I think people go, oh, you're going to go into politics. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a good degree. I really enjoy it. Um, but tell us a bit about what you're doing at the moment with um, Little Law, Lawyer Up, Scholar Up. You're spinning so many plates. Sure. So, yeah, as, as Abby said, I was, um, up until recently heading up the global strategy of Lawyer Up, which was a great experience. But I've now moved on from that and I'm doing lots of different things. So I'm heading up the partnerships and university outreach for the Widening Access Network, which is uh, run by a group of really ambitious and inspiring solicitors who are currently at top law firms. Um, I'm working with Watson's Daily and I'm coordinating their ambassadors program, which is exciting and helping with the strategy Uh, generally in business development of the company. Um, As you said, I'm doing contributions for Little Law as of very recently, which is a great commercial online awareness, um, uh, online commercial awareness magazine. And then I'm also, I hold two research analyst positions, one at a counter-corruption consultancy called Pavacat, and the second for Emerging Advisory, which is an international real estate development consultancy. Um, and on top of all of that, I'm an aspiring French speaker. I'm actually speaking to you both from France. So lockdown has been busy. <laughs> yeah, you've done, you've done two year abroads, if I'm correct, haven't you? Yeah, I've had, yeah as, I, as I said, I've had an interesting run of university up to this point. Warwick's great, but one of the really good things about it is that it's really international. And so for my second year, I went to Western University in Ontario and for my third year which I've just finished although it was disrupted by lockdown um, I uh, I was studying at Sciences Po at Lyon um, and that was great fun yeah yeah that sounds so cool um so since the topic of today is virtual internships could you explain a little bit more to us about what the lawyer up scheme was and also your contribution with scholar up I think like a lot of university students who were on their year abroad it was a massive shame when that all came to an end. So I, like a lot of students, went to LinkedIn and looked for opportunities. Lawyer Up actually, I can't remember exactly how I found out about it, but it was started by a US uh, university student who lost her internship. Uh, And it's an online virtual internship program, which now has more than 250 interns from around the world, the majority of which are pre-law students, who tune in to listen to our tri-weekly webinars from legal and career professionals. And those speakers represent more than 29 different sectors of law. And I think we're represented in four different continents at this point. So we, it, the, the reach of the internship was great. Scholar Up was my opportunity to, or my 
it, it was my attempt to try and bridge the gap between virtual internships because it, it lawyer up has always been called and referred to as a virtual internship but i think that as we will go on to discuss i think that there are things which are lacking and i think in some ways it's not completely accurate to call these the, these things like the virtual vacation schemes like le the legal cheap virtual vacation scheme an internship so scholar up was my my attempt to try and get um, students to apply what they've learned in our webinars and to try and put, produce a portfolio through the program so i had a an intern oh, i had an internship or a vacation scheme interview with slaughter may earlier this year which unfortunately i wasn't successful but one of the big things they emphasized was that creativity in law is something that that not many people have the ability to be able to um demonstrate and, and to, to, to kind of tap into and they're yeah they're two skills which actually um tie together very nicely especially for top law firms but there aren't many programs which tie those two skills together and so scholar up was um an attempt to foster creative engagement in our interns with legal topics through weekly workshops led by members of the exec from lawyer up um, in order to produce creative reflections on that week's topic that's really interesting to yeah like you said to bridge the gap between kind of being on the receiving end of information through these webinars etc but then also contributing yourself and that's definitely that's definitely something we're going to touch on later um, yeah. first off we thought it'd be interesting to dive into some of the benefits of virtual internships um, and also touch a bit on virtual vacation schemes because they are obviously so topical at the moment. Hmm. Um, one thing you've kind of already mentioned actually is how widespread this has gone already. You know, you're able to operate across four continents, which is something that just wouldn't be achievable with an in-person scheme. You know, you'd actually have to go to the office, stay nearby, like that's quite restrictive. Mm. And also you'd imagine that there'd be a very limited number of places, but this kind of gets around that and makes it a lot more accessible. I think that's a really good point. I mean, virtual vacation schemes have a role. And obviously all of us realise that lockdown has had a massive impact on students' ability to not only demonstrate engagement with their future career, but also, and, and, and the industry they're interested in, but also it's it's really important that you that students are given the opportunity to engage with their with, with their future industry and, and, and the career they want to go into. So I think that although they don't fulfill the same role as internships in person and real vacation schemes, I think that there is real value to be provided by vacation schemes. And it's just a matter of kind of, I guess, altering your expectations of what you're going to get out of virtual experiences. I completely agree. I was um, talking to a mentee earlier this week and they were saying how they're going to go to the Bright Network um, virtual internship and as a year 12, year 13 student it does open up the world for future law students a lot more than in the fact that they don't have the same opportunities that we do at law school. Mm. So they don't have the opportunities to go to 
apply to VAT schemes, even first year students, yes, they have first year schemes. But as a first year 13 student, it, these virtual internships really do open up their mind and the opportunities for them to actually get a breadth and depth, I guess, into commercial law before they even start uni. So yeah. from that front, from as a younger student and aspiring law student, it only can be beneficial because they've I didn't have anything like that before I went to law school. I sort of just turned up on the first day. I did a few things with my local university. I don't know I don't know about you both, but on LinkedIn I've had a lot of A level kind of pre uni students reaching out to me. I agree. Who are who are who are and they're aware of these opportunities and actually I, when I was uh, and finishing school, I just had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. And then in your second year of uni, everyone goes, right, so what kind of law firm do you want to apply to? What do you want to qualify into? And it's kind of like, oh, God, how are you, how are you meant to answer those questions and also sell yourself to a firm if you actually haven't had any real tangible experience of what any of the different sectors or services really mean it just it's crazy how early these firms are starting these days i don't even think before i went to uni i really knew what the big like magic circle law firms were called or how to get engaged with them no. i definitely didn't have a linkedin account and i don't know if that's whether just technology has really skyrocketed in the last three years or just there's a lot i just a lot more proactive people in year 13 than i ever was yeah. And, and, and something something else I read on a LinkedIn post, actually, was how we're still in the early stages of LinkedIn being adopted by job seekers. I mean, I, like I, I've had a LinkedIn account for, I think, since the start of university. But it is interesting how much the job search is transitioning to LinkedIn. And, and especially like, in lockdown there just isn't another network where you can find the the quantity and quality of opportunities on that you can on linkedin linkedin has really metamorphosed over the last <laughs> metamorphosed over the last um couple of years because it's been about since 2003 but it's only really in the last couple of years i've seen some people refer to it as a like a facebookification of LinkedIn mm. in that there's so much more that you can do with it now and it's not as um it's not as rigid as I think it was a couple of years ago and people are really quite expressive with it. I think you're so right actually with the Facebookification of it. I I think that's a really good way of putting it. Something I was gonna say about to link it back to virtual internships is the growth of LinkedIn really has meant that people are aware of remote experiences and the ability to connect with a huge amount of people in a way that you can't do what well, people just didn't consider pre-lockdown i mean i think mm. that the transition to linkedin and virtual internships obviously has been massively increased by lockdown and i think that it's it's here to stay because actually if you're a law firm and you're trying to find the best students interacting them with them on linkedin and through virtual experiences first of all they're a lot cheaper to put on but secondly, it's it, it, the, the capacity of them is so much bigger, as you said earlier, Molly. Yeah, I think while the, while the capacity is um, potentially a very, it's a very good thing, I think the flip side of that is if you have a really large intake, you potentially lose the value of being accepted onto that programme. So, for example, I know Legal Cheek have just finished their virtual internship programme. And in response to the huge demand that they had, they'd increase places 
if it was a normal VAC scheme that you were running an in-person VAC scheme, that wouldn't be possible or probably the company wouldn't look to do that. That's just you've got a set number of places and it just becomes more competitive. Mm, I think that's a really good point. It's not something that a magic circle law firm is going to do. They're not going to say, well, we've had thousands of applicants, you know what, we're going to increase it. I think I think that there is real value to be had out of all these experiences. But as I said, I think expectations need to be shifted. Yeah, because the, the other thing is, while it's so amazing that it's somewhere like lawyer up, like you said, was it 29 different sectors? Sectors of law, yeah. Yeah, it, it's so amazing that you can get that breadth of people from so many different backgrounds. But it it stops you being able to get to know one firm and build up a relationship with one company. So yes. yeah, like you said about changing expectations, you're not going to be able to build up that rapport with just one company or firm mm. through that experience. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, that that's one of the that's one of the real advantages of a vacation scheme is that you can say I spent this much time with a firm. And and I think that there are also advantages beside the just learning what a day to the day to day life of a commercial lawyer means or, or looks like because there's things like in a in a normal vacation scheme you have downtime you have the ability to eat with the people you're working with you have the ability to see them how they how their um, downtime works which you just don't get in a virtual vacation scheme every it's a bit like instagram because you're only seeing one side of it yeah you don't um, get to see the solicitor stressed and how they deal with you or the workload you just get to see them behind a screen and culture is such a big thing with law firms at the moment and mm. because a lot of law firms do do similar work and then it's the culture that differentiates them so actually being able to spend time with that company and a, like a trainee one-on-one or getting to see how a partner actually speaks to you and treats you is very different in person than they are online that sort of natural more organic that natural, more organic conversation opposed to quite like purposeful Zoom calls. And the kind of, yeah, the kind of the reality of the work. I think I think that it, it is it is analogous to Instagram. In the Instagram, people say, and I think I agree, is that it's very toxic for mental health because you only see one side of people's perfect lives. Mm. Corporate law in the same way is not just this is your time. I mean, it's a very hard job. Don't get me wrong. And, and, and I'm not saying that at all. There's a lot of work involved. But it's not just that. There's so much to do with office politics. There's um, how your team deals with doling out tasks. There's um, uh, an, a whole array of things which uh, different dynamics are introduced online, which just aren't, aren't, aren't accountable. Uh, in the same way in real life yeah you can't you just can't really replicate it online i think it's important to add at this point we've been talking about virtual internships and virtual vac schemes as if they're the same thing um but they're not obviously with a virtual vac scheme it's likely that at the end of it the end goal will be you have an interview and that will maybe progress you to a training contract i think Mm. the the other difference is the virtual internships, from what I've read about them, seem to be like you're on the receiving end of information a lot of the time. Well, as you, as you said, I think that like on the inter- the Inside Sherpa platform online, 
part of those programs is that you produce work and then you compare it by yourself often with a model piece of work that and i think so that's good, really actually. useful i really enjoyed that yeah they, they, i think they're really useful i mean i, I did the white and case one uh, and then in the process of doing the link laters one and actually i was introduced to project finance for example which i just didn't know about before and i found it really interesting and i do think these things have value they really do and it's also the legal cheek scheme i know you said that a lot of people do it abby but i think that it's a way of of showing that you're engaged with the law yeah no, I and showing that. you're you're engaged with the future industry um yeah i think the thing that's kind of tying together what we're saying is that all of these virtual programs do have real intrinsic value you just you should be wary and you shouldn't see them as a substitute for those mm. in-person experiences because they're going to offer slightly different things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, for example, you wouldn't call a conference in the UK an internship, but essentially no. that's what a lot of virtual internships are, yeah. is that they're a series of webinars. And that's that's what I was trying to do with ScholarUp. Um, it, was, it was an attempt to get people to actually produce pieces of work which would be marked which would engage them, engage their thoughts and their feelings about the career and would make them challenge genuinely um, their preconceptions about the career. Because as you said, Molly, like if you're if you're just receiving information, there's no one really challenging you. There's no one apart from, as we said, the spammy LinkedIn posts, which say, I'm so <laughs> glad that I attended the legal cheek vacation scheme earlier today, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I that can't be too critical. I have been a culprit of them. But I, I think have. we all have. <laughs> yeah. I think we all have. But actually, I don't think that it's it. Realistically, it's a way of demonstrating interest. But unless you, uh, unless you kind of um, are showing genuine engagement. Well, yeah. If you if you demonstrate engagement and you use the information you've used through these experiences. So George, just to wrap it up, um, would you have any tips for anyone that's going to do one of these? either a virtual vacation scheme or a virtual internship, how do you think they should present themselves in the best way and make the most out of it? The point is that you, you need to shift your expectations. They are really useful experiences. And we've, we've all found ourselves in a situation in which we've not got really any other option in many cases. And I think that as long as you realise you're not going to get exactly what you would have got out of a real internship, there's only it's only a positive thing. I think that for students going into them, making sure you have a LinkedIn profile is really important. Knowing how to approach people virtually is really important. Um, and knowing as well what looks professional and what doesn't. And, and I think that that's something really important because tone is really important virtually and people read things differently. And so knowing how people are going to read your messages, knowing how to approach them properly and realising there are social dynamics introduced in virtual vacation schemes, which just aren't present in real life. I think they're things you should really consider going into a virtual vacation scheme. Amazing. George, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today. Um, that was, was a really interesting discussion. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me, guys. And um, I look forward to hearing your future episodes. I know that I've really enjoyed the last couple. So keep doing what you're doing. I think you're providing real value to students. <laughs> 
This is the point at which I would usually do some key takeaways, but actually I think George summarised that really nicely and I would potentially just be repeating him, so thanks very much for that, George. Um, As always, we would love to hear your feedback, be that positive, negative, preferably constructive, so you can follow us on LinkedIn or email us at thevirtuallylegalpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you again in two weeks' time.